Do you listen to this podcast? Obviously, you listen to this podcast. We know you listen to this podcast. You're listening to it right now. Do you like it? Uh, Do you get excited for a new episode to come out? Always hope there would be more, that it would come out weekly, bi-weekly, tri-weekly, daily. Go over to patreon.com slash thewanderingwolf and sign up to be a patron, a supporter. Keep this podcast going and hopefully allow me to do more episodes than I do. When you sign up over at patreon.com slash thewanderingwolf, you get to be involved in the conversation. My Patreon page is going to become almost like like a Reddit type thing where we can discuss uh, different aspects of the podcasts, you know, different, different subject matter that may have been only touched on briefly on the podcast and you're curious to uh, speak more about it. Well, we can have those conversations over there that are, are they, they'll only be available to, to those that, uh, that support. Do that for me. And uh, I'm going to keep doing these for you. All right? Crash with me. Um, here I am. I'm fortunate that I have people out there who are down to listen more than once. <laughs> I want to help people with my music. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you as in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? Yeah, <laughs> you know, keep giving me a couple more shots. What up? This is Young Wolf coming at you from the fifth one thrice. Area code, that's the Cincinnati O'Hizzle. And it is a beautiful spring day today. And hopefully that trend will continue on into the future and beyond. Uh, it's great to be back here. Every time I'm back here, I enjoy being back here speaking to you guys on this mic. Right now I'm looking back at my girlfriend is, is planting a bunch of stuff in the back, some mint, some basil, some lavender, all these things, quite fragrant, quite beautiful. This is the life that we're living right now, and I'm not saying it's all peaches and cream, but uh, but it's pretty nice. Just got back, actually, from a vacation. Um, that's something that uh, I, I don't really ever do. We had booked a uh, trip to Mexico. Playa del Carmen, which is like uh, just south of Cancun, but it's not, you know, supposed to be not not quite as uh, spring breakery. And uh, yeah, it was the day before the trip, uh, the night before, around 1 a.m. And I started packing for the trip. Went to the safe, grabbed my passport. Expired. Expired. Oh. My God, my heart sank to the bottom of the uh, the iron core of the earth. Oh God, I had spent. Let me let me preface this whole situation by saying I had spent months, months. We we had decided on Cancun. Someone then told me that Cancun is too touristy. Then we were like, okay, well, Isla Mujeres. Like everybody likes Isla Mujeres, so we looked at that. And then some, then like the Airbnbs were too, uh, not looking too hot, you know? And then we switched over to Tulum. Everybody's like, oh, you gotta go to Tulum. Okay, so 
we're looking at Tulum. And then finally, you know, we we agreed on Playa del Carmen. I spent, after Gracie had already spent like weeks, you know, looking at places in Tulum and Isla Mujeres, finally I was like, okay, I'll do the Playa del Carmen. I, I spent a very long time looking through like all the Airbnbs on there. I'm very particular. I'm very particular. I don't know if you know this about me. Finally decided on one, booked it, cut to three weeks later, and uh, I, I'm like, oh my God, this passport is, is expired. What the fuck? I, I didn't want to tell her. I told her she took it very well. And uh, I was like, how about a staycation? She said, hell no. And we started looking around the United States. You know, where can we go in the United States that we can afford? Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's got beaches. We knew we wanted beaches. Let me put it this way. If you look on Airbnbs in the U.S. compared to Airbnbs like in Europe or Mexico, they just start to, they just pale. They pale, okay? I don't know why that is. I think we're becoming like a third world country. I think that's what's happening in the U.S. is that everything's kind of running down and we had this heyday and it's over and now things are kind of sputtering out of control politically. Anyway, we had a much needed Florida vacation and uh, it was great. Spent one day in Hollywood Beach with Wandering Wolf alum Bluebird and his lady friend Taylor. Fell asleep on the beach. Did not get burned on that whole vacation. Went to the beach pretty much every single day. Wore the sunscreen. Wore the sunscreen. Don't usually do that. But decided this time that bright Florida sun better wear the sunscreen. And we did it. We did it. I tanned up pretty good uh, and did not burn. Did not burn. Okay. This episode is sponsored by Studio Headphones. S-U-D-I-O. Go to studio.com. And that's where you can find many varietals of Studio Headphones. We have the two, two pairs of the Trey headphones, one in pink and one in blue. And we have a pair of the Regent headphones. Both sound amazing. The Regent are on-ear headphones, and the Trays are in-ear headphones, like uh, earbuds. Both sound really good and, and are a little bit different. The in-ear ones allow sound through a little bit so that like you can be outside, you can be on your skateboard or whatever, and you can hear someone honking their horn as if to say, you know, get out of the way. Um, the Regents are a little more, they're not soundproof like one of those ones you'd wear in an airplane exactly, but, but a lot more so. Uh, and, you know, so if you want to bump shit, those might be the ones. Though the, the trays have some bump to them as well. Uh, and they have a brand new variety of in-ear headphones, uh, earbuds that are not connected to a cable. Um, they just, you know, each individual one goes in your ears, and those are called the Nevas or the Nivas. I'm not sure, N-I-V-A. Those are my next get. If I can get, get my hands on some of those, I want those. But all these headphones that I'm talking about so far are wireless as well, so they're, they're, they go through Bluetooth. And, uh, yeah, they're quite affordable. And you know what? I can do you one better and make them even more affordable if you go to studio.com, S-U-D-I-O.com, and when you're at checkout, you enter my promo code 
Wandering Wolf, okay, for a 15% discount. That's good shit. And that actually helps me as well because they know you went there by listening to this and they'll want to uh, sponsor more episodes. So go do that and uh, enjoy. Nash is on the podcast today, okay? He was coming through Cincinnati, so I said, hey, man, I'll come and come and say what's up. So I went and spent the day with Nash and some of his bandmates and crew members and stuff, and everybody was a delight. And uh, I think Nash himself really has his heart in the right place with what he's doing, and he's on this whole other... Uh, sort of a different plane, you know, that he's in this pop world, has like, you know, shit tons of listeners. It's a whole nother thing. That, you know, look, I, I have listeners. I know, you guys are out there. I, I'm imagining. I'm imagining each and every one of you right now in your underpants. That's the only way I can get onto this mic with, the, with courage and dignity and respect. But Nash has a lot of listeners. It's really interesting talking to him. And I think you guys are going to really dig this conversation because, uh, you know, it's a d- different perspective on things a little bit, but a very humble and uh, thoughtful perspective. We had a good time. We, we walked around uh, Cincinnati and then went and hung at their bus and did this, did this podcast. Uh, and their bus was sort of on the, on the Ohio River on the Kentucky side uh, with a nice view. Then the next day, I went to their concert down at the Madison Theater, and it was wild, man. They, all these kids singing all his lyrics, it was nutsoid. I, I hope to hang with Nash again in the near future. Uh, okay, well... Please, my friends. Enjoy this conversation with the one and only young Nash. It's a good bus, man. Rock and roll lifestyle is the hashtag. Clean, look, these are clean, like... I always find that we get these, uh, we get the bunch of bus couches. Now I'm, I'm a couch weirdo. We get these ones that have these cr- too many crevices that get crumbs in them. Oh, that's the worst. And also, no. you know what? Leather in the morning is not my favorite thing. Yeah. First thing in yeah. the morning, no pants. Leather is not a nice feeling. I, I don't, I, I kind of want like, uh, I want uh, cloth cushions in the future. Cause we have a dry bus. We don't smoke or drink on here just for spills primarily and for smells. So like, you know, as the tour rolls on, we might like smoke one joint on the bus, but that's like pretty much it. So I don't mind doing the cloth seats cause there's nothing that's gonna get spilled Who, that's so horrible. Who's, uh, who's, who's, who's edict is that to no, no drinking? Um, it's me and Rosa. Okay. Cause, cause honestly, like the only time that shit really gets fucked up is when people are getting turned. So like, no wait, yeah, so we just kind of like, we, and, like we had John's birthday, which turned into like a three day thing because everybody likes to bend the rules when it's John's birthday a little bit. Cause so I gave assistant duties from Ethan to John. Okay. So John was like, we want, like he had a specific color of cup he wanted. He had these very specific things. So that was like, everybody was kind of drinking and chilling on the bus and that was cool. But yeah, normally we go no go on the bus just because, uh, yeah, it just, it wreaks havoc always. Like, you know, like, and also like, you know, you can always go to a bar or whatever. I got into this big argument actually with my, with my manager. Um, like the last, about that. Yeah. Like two days before. Cause I was like, he, t- he TMs for like all kinds of bands. And I asked he him, I was like, manage them as well. No, no. But I, I asked him, I said, Hey man, like, you know, does anybody do like dry tours? Like, you know, right here. Yeah. He said he's, he, and he was like, 
that's a you're an asshole to even think that, like wow. you know like how dare you judge everybody's drinking habits or whatever well, like, well that's it, pretty heavy I was like well you know it just makes a different kind of tour it makes yeah. a different kind of vibe look man. I like, think at the end of the day like for full transparency like we love doing these tours and we love meeting the kids and, and for me like my biggest my like mantra and meditation and everything else is I want to help people with my music like that's my biggest thing overall any given day of the week if you ask me why do you do this it's because I want to help people but when it comes to this shit like the bus wise this part is the job like because if I don't get my sleep here and I don't get this isn't like my resting place and there's not like nice lighting and comfortable places to chill and a shower and all those things then I'm not doing my best to exude my energy towards those kids to make sure that they feel better so like you know so that's why like when it comes to the drinking on the bus thing it's like yeah like of course like we could just be like fuck it whatever but then that's when shit starts to be like about the wrong things like we're not here for a party we're here to fucking help people you know and so and like that's and and you guys do that too i mean like we we went to the show together and and i had never been before so here's the story how we can't ended up at the show for so i saw you at south by southwest actually so it's my second show that i went to been emos, a long time ago emos in south by at some party and the guy who introduced me and roosevelt who's now my girlfriend and manager and tour manager and everything else uh we had that was the day we met and we actually i heard you were playing and i was like yo this band i love why is playing and she was the only person in the van i was out we were out with g easy do you know the rapper g easy yeah so so we were out with them and she was the only other person in the van that was like what we have to go so jamil who introduced us was like oh i'll get you guys tickets whatever it was like steve aoki or a tracks party or something weird okay. that you guys are playing and then we ended up there and so I then we watched the no show this, no no it's but... fine it's fine so then full circle for christmas this year rosa got me two tickets to the show and then we told sean to roll with because the envelope said, let's take it back to where it all started, and that was your show. Oh, this is lovely. Yeah. I love this. And now we're here on this bus, and I it's love because this. she it's and I do it together. It's come full, full circle. Yeah, man. man. Yeah. It's so cool. That's crazy. Yeah, that was, crazy. I was saving that one for the podcast. That's my favorite part of our story that you didn't know existed. Well, <laughs> at, at, in regards to your, uh, your dry bus situation, I am just going to type whatever you just said out word for word nice. and send it in a letter. To my manager and great see, i mean also what, uh, like just keep in mind like he is your manager and your tour manager so like maybe he wants to listen a little bit to what your suggestions yeah, are it's true and not to throw a wrench in the situation but he's also like i also like have to tread on thin ice because i know at some point he's gonna be like okay i'm i'm moving on and uh you're gonna manage somebody that oh, makes no, more money than no you guys no 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 <laughs> we'll you guys see are doing fine we'll see um, that ten year tour all around, and you're, 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 that's just coming up. That's a good tour. <laughs> we'll see. Um, well, yeah, you you did say that that you uh, were meditating like this morning. Did yeah, you man. Do that like every day. Yeah, so I've got a new therapist in the last little while here that um, is big on hypnotic meditation and doing therapy through that. So. Um, he's given me a couple we talk once a week on the phone he's based in DC but we and then I uh, I do these like recorded meditation guided things that so this one this morning is called the gear shift exercise and it's 45 minutes of pretty intensive like set your mind to something and then like kind of you, you enter different levels of consciousness it's it's really intense let's 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 stop for a second yeah. and un unpack all that all right cool uh, so you have a therapist who's out of town. Yeah. How do you feel about doing sessions on the phone? You know what? It's it's cool because it's like, 
in the past when I've had therapists, you know, no shade to any of them, weirdly, if they would listen to this, I don't think they will because I don't think they follow me or whatever. But uh, in the past, it's kind of just felt like it's a place where I can go to like complain and like talk about my week and then the hour's over and that's it. And this dude uh, has gotten, so I've always kind of had this sense that I've had this ability to kind of change things with my energy and my vibe and when my vibe is better things tend to go my way and when my vibe isn't as good things don't go my way and so this dude in particular just for whatever reason phone or in person has kind of helped me hone in on that and uh you know it's it's been really cool man so yeah the over the phone sessions are great and had, uh, had you met him in person first no i never no? met him okay still haven't met him i've been talking to him for like three months now and my vibe's been really good and we focus on like you know like i said like just making sure i'm at all times doing my best to help people with what I create because like that's what I've always done it for. I was a DJ before I, I was a musician and at that point even I was like, I'm gonna make this party great because I know that these people will go home feeling better than they did when they got here. Um, and so yeah, so so it's, it's been cool, man. And then so the, the one I did today, for example, is like, you know, you, you, you have a mantra kind of thing and then you go in your first level of consciousness, which is like, how is that gonna directly affect you or the people around you or the things that that are affected by your life. So I think about Sean and I think about my DJ John and I think about my creative director Max, I think about Rosa, my family, all these different people. Then the next one is like, what's the path that's gonna get you there and like play the movie out in your mind. And then uh, and then the third one is like, like you've already got it, just like from the perspective of yourself. So then I think about, you know, I got a family and a house and all this dope stuff. And then the fourth one, you just meditate and you and you kind of ohm on the out breath and then you come out of it after 45 minutes and you feel great. Do you stop doing the, not to get technical, but do you stop doing the mantra once you go past that first level? Um, no, because like that's kind of like the thesis statement. I'm I, like, so like you always kind of like, so why, why, does it what is okay so like the effects my family how does it affect my family well obviously like they're gonna be excited because they see me doing bigger and better things but it's also like financially helpful why because I'm helping people with music so like it, you always like bring it around to that and it can be anything you can focus on like better health or whatever it is it's just for me like I, I don't really have much else to be concerned with except for the fact that like I do these tours and I do these shows and these songs to like go and try and make people feel better and what does that do for you coming out? You know, two things, like coming out of, yeah. a, of, of a hypnotic session. I mean, do you really think you get hypnotized? No, the- and it's not supposed to, it's not like, ooh, like, you know, like whatever. Like, it's, it's kind of just like, it's a really deep... I mean, meditation is hypnotic. Yeah, totally. I've never, I've never been able to meditate to the form that I'm at right now, and it's taken me a long time. I started meditating in college. I took a class, and it was, you know, the regular thing. You sit with your legs crossed and you breathe and all that stuff. But there's still a million things going on. So the first thing that I loved was mindful meditation, which is like where my example of it that I learned is that you imagine you're in a movie theater, and like if you feel yourself engaging with what the memory is that's playing on the screen or the thought that's playing on the screen, then you force yourself to go back to your seat and like reset and then it'll pass as you breathe. I love that one, man. Sean, feel free to pipe in whenever. I don't meditate, so this is okay. All right, (laughs) just saying. But dude, it's been really helpful. Like, you know, I I don't know, just like numbers wise and everything else lately, we just put a new song out called The Broken Hearts Club and like I've been I like that one, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, Yeah, I love that song. Uh, I've, I've been like really focusing on, you know, lately just like putting good energy towards it playing it the best i can live putting it up online as much as i can and it's been going really well it's it's my biggest release since i hate you i love you so um and we put the video out for it today which is cool and so yeah man it's it's cool 
It's so, been really helpful for my life because I tend to be very stressed and very like stressful and difficult to deal with because I'm. It's true. I'm so specific. I'm so specific. As, like, as, as far as just as far like as my what career, you want and what yeah, you, yeah. As far as my career, like when I, like if something isn't going exactly the way that I wanted to, I usually in the past am very very upset about that. In terms of people's reactions to you, or no, in no, terms no. Of in like, terms, people always how does it, how the song sounds and how it's being people represented. tend people tend to. You have your vision. Yeah, I have a vision. I have a very clear and specific vision. And when I think that something steps outside of that, I don't understand why they would because it doesn't match what I'm thinking. But lately, because of all this shit I've been doing, I've been much more open to trusting other people. And one thing that Rosa keeps harping in on me on this tour is like, stop trying to do other people's jobs. Like you hire people that are good at what they do for a reason. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> stop don't, letting. Don't yeah, stop. You yeah, got, exactly. You gotta dole out. Hey, Joe. Abilities. Hi there. This is Yoni. I'm Yoni. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, man. But yeah, so I've been, I've like, so like setting up the little stage design thing, like that's Keith and Rose's job. So when I'm like, Keith, you need help? Like, no, he doesn't need help. He's good. He's got it. It's his job. You yeah. Know? And I need to start, I'm getting really good at trusting people and it's been benefiting me on this release in particular and kind of everything we've got coming up. I'm really excited. Uh, let's talk about social media for a minute. Social media is tough, man. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough, but you seem like you're probably, you know, you're a young guy. You're probably very good at it and savvy, and it's probably helped you a lot along It has. The way. It totally has. And it was super integral in the early days. And like I was telling you before, like what we did with the park shows in the past, where I was able to just say, hey, here's where we're going to be. Come hang. You know, see you there. I just put coordinates and pictures on Twitter, and kids would show up. That shit is incredible. What I always say what I love about the Internet is how it brings people together. What I don't love about the Internet is how it pulls people apart. And so, like, you know, like the, the fucking hate comments and the negativity, I don't particularly knock on wood get a lot of that because I tend to put out a lot of really good energy about my shit and I just don't think we draw in a lot of people that want to talk shit but like you know I'm still super conscious of it and like I pulled up an interview the other day that was like negative from a couple years ago about the hate you love you success thing randomly I just like was on google and it bummed my whole fucking day out and I was like why did I read that like you know and it's just like because the internet creates this veil for people to hide behind and this thing I've been working on kind of touches on a lot of that with the storyline um, so yeah, so but yeah, man, something it's tough. You may or may not something be I may or may on. not be working on. Yeah, but it's um, it's it's weird, man. The last time I really wasn't on, um, the last time I really avoided social media was when I was going through my first breakup, and that's when I made the first three EPs. Um, and you made I, them all at the same pretty time. Pretty much all at the same time. Yeah, the third one is I saved everything I did as a duet for the third EP, and then it happened to work out that Hate You Love You came out, acted like the single towards that duet EP, but it wasn't like planned that way. It was just I was just making shit about how I felt, and so the last time I like didn't, and at the time you know I had like five thousand followers or whatever. It wasn't like anything crazy total, like anybody looking at me like ever, and so I uh, I kind of just was like. I don't need to be on this, nobody's paying attention, I'm gonna come back when people care, and then I put all this music out and it started going great. And so, you know, it wasn't a full mo four month full cleanse, there was like one month in particular where I pretty much wasn't on it, and otherwise I would, you know, I'd post things here and there. Once and in a shit. while, yeah. but, but not like... But like, you know, it's tough when you travel, and like, we, 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 de we dealt with a lot of like, time in, when I was doing radio promo for Hate You Love You, where it's like awkward, because you're in like, let's say, Cincinnati, and you wanna post and be like, yeah, I'm in Cincinnati, but then, the people that love me are like, wait, you're in Cincinnati and you, you're not taking time to like meet the fans that yeah. love you and shit. So like then on those times, I'm like pretty off socials and I'm just like in hotels randomly and bouncing around because the schedules will be nuts. You'll be in like Seattle and Kentucky. Done, into, I, what's what? So what is 
I've never done that. That's a that's a level. You know, you're you're on a level that that. Well, uh, it's only we're learning. It's only really pop that has to do it. Right. I, we were talking to Dreamers, right. who's the other opening act on this tour, and we were explaining to them what pop uh, uh, radio promo is like, and they were like, "Oh, we've never had to do anything like that." And is that basically big just for that song, "Hate You, Love You"? Yeah, it was just for "Hate You, Love okay. You." But yeah, radio program, your radio radio promo stuff starts to definitely grind on you. But at the time, Hate You, Love You had been out for two years already. So I was pretty disconnected from the song. And then... So wait, it, 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 it was out for a while and then it exploded yeah, later? So, so it had two waves. It, its first wave was like the online people just showing love to it and SoundCloud or something yeah like that. it was on sound I put it on SoundCloud and it, it was my first song to hit a million and then my first song to hit two and then ten and it was like boom boom I, I have to say it's it's at 645 million on on listens Spotify. on Spotify yeah. that, that blew my mind mm-hmm. uh, when I, saw, I didn't too. notice that until today actually yeah. I was like whoa what it doesn't really like feel like my song anymore <laughs> I mean that's like that's gotta be more plays than like yeah, anybody get like I mean like Drake has more. Okay, and like, right, but that's like Ed Sheeran and like on one particular song, obviously comprised they have a lot more. Yeah, plays sure. Than me. But like yeah, one dance has is the first one that hit a billion, I think, and then like, but it's crazy, right? Like it, it, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really feel real. That's a lot of my life. I feel like is like a simulation. I feel very Truman Showy a lot of the time. Yeah, like you know like. Like, even this interaction right here is very, like, Truman Showy for Can me. Can you tell me about the story behind that? Because that's, like, that's crazy to me. Yeah, like, so Hate You, Love You, so I made, uh, so I was making songs, like I said, I went on this, like, little, like, I'm sad hiatus where, like, I was going through this breakup, and then I went on this tour, and I was starting to get a little bit of a fan base going. A from, tour? A, a, a headlining no, tour? No, no, like, no, 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 a support run. I was okay. I was uh, out with a friend named Modson, who's a rapper, who's okay. an amazing guy. And I started to develop a little bit of a fan base off of that because I was the first to perform every night and I was also running the VIP meet and greet. So I was meeting all of the people that were his like super fans who were all amazing people and then I'd run over to stage and perform and then like, DJ for the rest guy. of the night. Yeah, totally. Good. So I So Mod actually set me up really amazing for that because I, I could be like Mr. Smiles at the door and then run up to stage and like play these like four or five sad songs and kids yeah. really liked them. And then this girl, Olivia O'Brien, covered one of the songs that was out. I hit her up. I said, hey, your voice is amazing. It was the first person that ever covered one of my songs. She was a fan. She, yeah, at the time, yeah. And, um, right. and, so she, and then so I hit her up. I said, hey, your voice is amazing. Um, I'd love to like, give you tickets to a show or something. Like, and, I w- and then you know, uh, she came to San Francisco. We took pictures like, hey, like, good to meet you, whatever. Her dad drove her into town. And then, long story short, like uh, she's she, a kid. Yeah, she was 15 at the time, oh my and goodness. yeah, that's why it was so cool. Is I was yeah. like, someone took the time, and is that talented at her age? Wow, like that's amazing. And I was, you know, I was just in music discovery mode at the time, just like you know, coming out of hype machine era and and everything for me. I was just excited to listen to new stuff. I thought her voice was cool. She had a bunch of covers up of other people and stuff. So, um, and so then. Uh, she hit me up and was like, hey, I wrote this song. I'd love for you to check it out and let me know what you think. And it was like a uh, iPhone voice note of what Hate You Love You is. And then, really? Okay. Yeah. So that's and, a truly collaborative song. Yeah, and okay. so then uh, I made like the beat for it, basically. So I was like, what are the chords? I like added some sevenths in and, and like made a beat behind it of like the drum sounds I had. And, yeah. and um, pretty much just Asian kid in Logic and an 808 and a piano. And, uh, and then she... Is that what you use logic mostly? Mostly, yeah, hundred percent logic. Always been logic. Yeah. Um, and then she uh, she ended up coming. Her dad drove her down to cut the vocals, and he was just excited that someone wanted to like help 
live on the on the music front and so they came down to LA I cut the vocal or I cut her vocals and then I sat with it and ideally it, originally it was for her to release and then I, I was like honestly like we should put it online because like I had a more of a thing off of that tour I had done and the just first EP was out following. exactly yeah. and it just went off like wildfire and all of a sudden it had you a million sang on then, it too I mean yeah I put 32 bars of rap on yeah. it in a in one thing <laughs> and like it's kind of like this sing rappy thing that people really gravitated yeah. to and um yeah, I, I love that song. But then, so, okay, so I put it out on SoundCloud in, like, August of, I think, 2016. Then, like, a year later, I was, like, talking to record labels. And then, like, a year later, it was, like, the that the following fall. So two years after, I was on radio promo, and it, it became, like, this massive song. We're, we're... So the first wave when I started talking to labels, that yeah. was, like, the super, like, internet amazing, like, everybody just embracing the were song. Were labels reaching out because of that song? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I only had, like, you know... 500,000 plays total of all my other yeah. songs and that one had like 10 million that was during the park tour right? that was labels, during the park tour yes labels were tour. labels came to the park shows in, in LA I had a couple A&Rs at the park show to try and like say hello and everything and um, and yeah and then I, I did a deal with Atlantic Records to sign my label Happy Sad there so I'm signed through that to them and I love them very much and they've been amazing to me and um, and then and they kept, because of the because of the like you having your own imprint does it give you more freedom to do what you whatever 100%, you want to do 100 yeah um i could put out a sean album through it or a triangle park album sorry i could put out uh you know singles i can kind of do whatever and they they are amazing to me and they really trust me and so they they're super down to be collaborative with signing stuff too which has been cool um but yeah like so then so then that first wave when i did the deal and everything that's when we were doing those park shows and the kids were like i really felt like it was like people carrying the flag of like we love this guy here you go like this is his song that everybody's getting to know it was crazy yeah no one had ever seen anything like that yeah totally and then and then a year later so then over the next year from signing they went they tried to go to radio pretty much imminently by that spring ryan seacrest was on jimmy fallon being like have you heard of this kid nash it's the song of the summer yeah and then and then it wasn't the, the song American of the summer. Idol, yeah. <laughs> and then it wasn't the song of the summer. It okay. was like the song of the fall. Okay. Which, funnily enough, was the time I put it out two years before. Because okay. it was a very fall feeling thing. And it just went off. And then, yeah, it's like, it's. I'm not sure if it's four yet. I de- it's definitely three. And it was Diamond in France and all this crazy shit. shit. Um, and, yeah, like, you know, I've, I've worked with a bunch of people. That EP that I did, Us, was all duets, and so it's cool to kind of see where everybody's trajectories have gone since then and everything. So that's what it means, Us. Okay, I So it, it was now. you, me, you, and us. us. So the journey yeah. was a breakup, you, yeah. and then me finding myself, and then Us was finding something new, but also the idea of the universality of what that journey is, and then the idea is that it loops. And then moving forward, I have more two-letter words that uh, <laughs> that apply to more feelings. You have to look up the Scrabble Dictionary. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. There's only 24, and they're two-letter words. Have at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, cool. And and are you and you grew up in L.A., is that right? Yeah, born and raised. Melrose and Vine. Okay, so... Like... Rich kid, West L.A. No, 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 no. West L.A. is Sean, but not rich. Neither of us are rich kids. We okay. were just, we, we were like that middle class situation where okay. like our parents made just enough money to not get school funding. But school. yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah, out of, high, out of high school, I went to SMC and then USC. Yep. And Sean's brother is a poppin' artist. You may have seen his well, brother. He's done one of your posters. Actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Which, which who, James, in James Eats. He did your, like, there's like a tarot card poster right after Mom's came Love out. that. Yeah. 
Love you know that. that? Yeah, I totally remember that. And you, you inspired his whole, like, so he does, like, he, he prints tarot cards now and, like, okay. sells them. Your album was, like, the inspiration. I think I, I think I saw that online and was like, dude, like, this shit is tight. I can't remember what, how I, how I, uh, oh, he made the poster before him. without y'all asking. That's for what it. I'm saying. He I think I, I came across it online. I was like, dude, we want to use this or something. Wow, that's so sick. Just, I think he was just feeling mumps and like made it. Yeah, because he was. It was before he was like you know inundated with requests from other bands and shit. James now is one of the top five tumblers in the world. <laughs> really? Yes, he's at the homepage like multiple times, and he does. He, he does sells like out of shit. Tell him to hit me up. I would love to work with him again. Yeah, that'd be amazing, man. He would be so down. Yeah. That's yeah, so sick. Stuff. That's a sick ass poster. If it ever loads, it'll load. Smaller one, though. This stuff. Yeah, man. Looks kind of like that. I totally remember that. But yeah, now he's doing virtual reality and stuff. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, he does crazy VR shit. He did like a hundred waters video. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Try that one on pot. I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> he does um, yeah, James is great, man. And cool. Yeah, but, so, yeah, we, we were both from L.A., and like I was saying, middle-class syndrome, so then I went to college, but I, I treated it like a job, so I, I never really partied. I didn't stay there. I didn't live there. I lived with my parents until I was 23. Me and Rosa just got a place together last year. Um, this is like the old world. You move out of your parents' house straight in with your uh, girlfriend. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's that's what happened, and it was because it's financially responsible, <laughs> yeah. and we run the business together, so, you know. That's so cool. Our business manager was like, yeah, you guys can do that if you do it together, and we were like, all right, here we go. So Are you guys gonna get married you better because you, you know, know you're in you're in you're in bed together you know what's funny ways. is that like we talk about marriage and then it's we're almost n- not intrigued by the idea of marriage yeah it's, it's a kind weird, of a crazy it's, it's concept and weird. yeah yeah and like i feel like we're going into this new time of like like just like open whatever and not like necessarily open relationship between us but i just don't know if marriage will ever be our bag maybe it yeah. will be and we just won't tell anybody and we'll just be secretly married and it'll just be our thing like yeah we did that you know yeah but we talk about like maybe we'll do it in like venice at the american consulate or something that could be I cool like just something small we'll just bring our parents out and then we'll have a party when we get back to LA. I, I never would want to have like a big a huge wedding. Oh, wedding. No, 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 That's no. like the opposite of what I would Yeah, want. same. Yeah. Yeah, have you been married? No, I yeah. haven't. I haven't. Yeah, it's daunting to me, conceptually, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I don't know. It's a ni- It's ceremonially nice, but ceremonially nice, but uh, it's just, I don't know, it just doesn't, it doesn't read to us like something we want to do in the near future, I don't think. Did you, how long have you been together? Um, Three years. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. That's a long time, man. That's friends for, friends for longer it's like six seven do you, and and you met you said uh just on tour like, we met yeah we met at warp tour um and then we like ran in the same circle basically how's g easy g easy's great dude. man he's still fucking awesome to us and still yeah. sean and i did a song with him nice um and i produced a record on his second album nice. and um yeah he he's still he always he well he kind of donned me with my label name the heat because like the first uh, the first person I was playing beats for was him because he was the most popping person I knew and I was like yo man and he's like man all your chords are so happy sad and then like I was like damn I should run it as this little thing and so yeah is it one word happy sad yeah we do it as uh, like colon parentheses oh like on your hat I love that I love that that's what the label is called I love that (laughs) so like on iTunes and shit that's what it says it doesn't have the name gotta get one of those hats oh I got you man we'll send you a package absolutely Um, it's the Broken Hearts Club package I love it we did the hoodie and a bunch of shit so uh, I I just saw him on why I asked I saw him on uh, 
this show called Rapture on on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, they did the whole documentary. He on seems him. chill. I like. He's I great, like the man. Dude. Yeah, yeah and and dude. his managers, Matt and Jamil. Um, like I said, introduced me and Rosa, but beyond that, like, have just always put on for us and always provided opportunities for us. And, you know, like, just down to this, like, they told us the bus company to you. Yeah. Like, because we're just kids doing it. We're both, she's 25, I'm 24. Like, yeah. we're just out here. Like, we don't know the right or the wrong way to do it. And so we only have a couple of people that we look up to and, and like, kind of tell us, like, hey, here's maybe a way to do it. And so we kind of just go with it and hopefully it works out. It, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's daunting. It's man. like that. It's like that. There's, yeah. A strange. Uh, I feel the same way. Like yeah. you're ignorant of how something is done until you do it. And yeah. Well, I think music kind of as a job is like that in general because yeah. we're kind of just paving the way for what a career is. It's just kind of like this endless. You can kind of go in any direction and hopefully people connect. Do, do with you? It. Uh, I don't know. What What do you see as like a? This is a weird question. As like. Do you feel like you can get into a groove where you can have a stable career after having exploded in the beginning with yeah. that song? Yeah, I do. I, I appreciate that question because that's something I think about all the time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think that what's going to be really cool is this year with the record that I may have made and um, uh, all that. I think we have. this is the first time I'm trusting everybody around me. This is the first time that I have a real plan. This is the first time I feel like every, all my art and all my creative is on point. And I honestly think that like these are the best songs I've ever written. And I think that people will connect with them and I have faith in that. And so like in the past where I've kind of looked around and been like, well, this person has this thing and this person has this thing. I'm getting better and better at not doing that and just focusing on the fact that I have a bubble. People want to live in that bubble with me and let's make the bubble bigger. And so like I think that these next couple years will be that where like you know, a big song is, a, is an amazing thing to have, and it's also a very, very daunting thing to have because you have all the questions of, you know, how do I follow that up? What do people want from me? Do they really just like me for one song, or do they like me as an artist? Do they, you know, like, will I ever be... And it's like all of those things can be true if you focus on them on the wrong way, but what I focus on is that, you know, I know I put on a great show. I know I have great merch. I know I have great music and, and great songs, and I have a lot of great, amazing, beautiful people that show love to me and want to come and support that. So I think we're going to be good moving forward um, as long as we keep our energy right and we just stay positive. I love that. Yeah. And I, I, I have to say, like, there is what you just said about, like, because it's easy as an artist to sort of be thirsty for what you see someone else totally. having and like especially you know like an, an example for me and something that was kind of like tough for me for a little while yeah. is that I like I I tasted it a little bit I, I, I made I wrote and recorded a song with Lord oh wow um and like shit and it never came out oh man and like it was tough it's like because I, I, I like tasted a bit of that like what it could feel like to be on another level or whatever totally. made a song with her it was, I, I thought it was really good and uh, you know it's the kind of thing where you can sort of see over the fence or whatever totally. into, into the other yard and that, that almost you know and, and you even way beyond that with the, with the song that's had 645 million plays I know, it's is like 
you've been over the fence I know. and then like then you got to come back over the fence and sort of build it up to that right because I a, haven't done the legwork that exactly. like maybe a band like you guys have done where like you've had all the touring experience like I, I still am like am I good live and like do people like well, this show like, folks we're about to find out tomorrow <laughs> night here in Cincinnati Ohio uh, but you know and it's like I know I am and I know I love what I do and I, I go back on the bus and I see all the tweets from people that are like wow Nash was surprisingly amazing and like yeah. that feels awesome but yeah, man, it's like I'm doing all this legwork building up to that fence, like you're saying, to get almost like the stairs in metaphor sense, right. to get back over the fence to the other side and kind of feel like what that feels like. Because you, you've had, you know, you you that song has, right. has had as many people heard that song as heard the latest fucking Drake totally. Drake totally. hit. Totally. But what's really they crazy, don't know you like they know Drake. Exactly. And so what's really trippy is that like, you know, Drake sells stadiums and I sell 800 tickets. Yeah. And so like it's about that legwork up to it, like you were saying, where, like, you know, you, you, you got to do all the little things. And, and it, you know, take it or leave it when it, when a big song comes. I took it and, and I ran with the opportunity, of course, because I that's, you know, that's what you want as an artist is you want lots of people to hear your music and, and fucking feel better because of it and or at least feel like they connect with it, you know. And so I ran with it. And then in retrospect, I'm thankful for that, of course. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, there's all that legwork I've got to do still. And I know I have to do it. And... So then to further answer the question from before, I think that a reason I know we're going to be okay is because I fully know and accept I have to do all of that legwork where I think maybe somebody in my position wouldn't want to do that now because of, like, laziness factor. Like, well, right. I've already did, I already did that, and, like, maybe I didn't like it or maybe I did like it, but maybe, you know, why would I do that? It'll maybe, just happen maybe again. there is a way, though. But, I, you know, I don't know because I'm old school. I come from, like, right. the, the, the days that, like, if you want to get people to listen to you, you gotta fucking trudge through Absolutely. and get 30 people well, at the show and then 100 people big, and then 200 people. 100%, dude. And a big thing that I, I learned in this process is when I went... So I had a second single that, that initially everybody at the label was really excited about and all this stuff. And when it came out, we did a video for it and all this stuff and it just wasn't like in label terms reacting. Yeah. And uh, Which is a fucking mystery. It's, it's like, a total mystery. There's no way of knowing. And I thought it was a good-ass song, but, you know... Uh, Craig, who's the CEO, who I th- I think Craig Kalman, who I, I look up to like CEO no other of Atlantic of Atlantic, yeah, 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 yeah. like the big dog, yeah, um, who is, who signed me directly, yeah. and I I I, I want he was the A and R you, yeah, oh I I want to be him. That's a like, good position you know, to be like, in. Yeah, so he um he said lightning never strikes in the same place twice. Yeah. So, so to that expect song is too similar to the no, other no 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 no, but to expect that you can just put this out and it's just gonna happen. Yeah. Not. It's not. It's, gonna ha- it's never going to happen, happen like that again. Way. It's going to have to happen in a different way. Yeah. So then what I did is I took some time and I reset and I went back to the fucking drawing board and I made some new shit and now we're starting to put it out. And yeah. like, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm coming at it like from the perspective of nobody knows who I am. Let's fucking go. Every single day I wake up in the morning and I'm like, what do I have to do to get one more person to hear my music yeah. today? And for a long time, you get really comfortable when you have a big song like that and you're like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. But I, I've become so appreciative of every moment and everything I can do and all the people that are there because like, you know, like there's one fan account that we love, Nash Tour Diary, that literally like gives these incredible recaps of every show. Like her alone, she's got 800 kids that look at her shit every day. Like, you know, like little things, like I didn't follow her before, but I would look at her shit. I was like, why don't I follow her? Right. I just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's amazing. Like she's going so hard. My mom I mean, looks at her like- She's an extra free publicist yeah, for Exactly, you. Yeah. exactly. And she's incredible. And so, you know, like little stuff like that, it, like I've just become so appreciative of that. And I think going into this new wave, all of that is gonna be 
it's all gonna it's all gonna come back around. I think. Now here's the other thing. I mean, this is this is me talking as as somebody ignorant from from sort of the a different level totally. of, of whatever. But like, it seems like if and I don't know if this this happens or not, but it seems like with that song and with sort of the level you're at now, it's like that could get you in the room to write songs with absolutely X and or that Y was, or J. That was an amazing thing. Is that. Because so you have of, done some of that because of yeah because okay. of the pop success because it seems like that would help yeah I mean that's that's how you got that song with Max I assume maybe well no actually Max I met just organically as yeah. a homie and then we were gonna make a remix of that song for uh, just to put out for fun online on like SoundCloud and shit and then um, his label loved what I did and they went to radio with it and they had just finished the video so they slipped my version in the video instead and that's how that happened it was super organic and amazing nice. usually things that you are like set up to be like super successful don't become super successful and things that are just like yeah man that worked out are the ones so like yeah. you know I and, see that. yeah and so like um but yeah like not necessarily working with other people although that's what i do want to elevate to over time in my career i think like maybe after a couple more album cycles and you said um, that's what i do in the present because you've been meditating on that yeah that's what you already know what's gonna happen yeah totally yeah man it's like true it. because like that's kind of the look back is like i want to write other people's songs because i i do have an ear for what I know people need and I like I like helping pe- uh, my friends and I, I you know so like Roosevelt manages another guy Mod Royal and he was one of the it's me this guy Jimmy Robbins in Nashville is a songwriter producer and Ahmad are the three executive producers on what I've been working on and now I want to get back and help Ahmad figure out what it's going to be that makes him the next Pharrell and then like he wants to have a solo artist career and then we're all going to do this shit together and we're all going to have a good time with it you know what I mean so like but yeah like so so but when it comes to my shit what's been great is because of the pop success I actually found a lot of love from people in Nashville in the country writing world so Jimmy like I mentioned is from down there I like that shit. yeah um, Jason Reeves is down there who's amazing who I worked with a bit and uh, I kind of went down there and everybody was really excited because they're all really genuine amazing people uh, it was a really nice shift of energy I lived down there for like a month and wrote a bunch of this new stuff I've been working on Broken Hearts Club I wrote down there um, and so yeah so that's been great and then moving forward you know with more and more success and more and more of this growth I think that I will get in the room with situations like you were describing with yeah. Lord more and more but you know you never know hopefully I, yeah I mean I, I was just saying as an alternative way yeah of do of sort of re- reaching ears totally as opposed to grinding it out totally yeah man. you know which because I don't I don't know that that in this day and age you I don't know you have to grind it out it's a good, it's a good I mean, question. I think I think like depending on the genre. Yeah. I think that like there's like in hip hop right now, it's definitely not easy and I and I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that it seems like there's a lot more like what looks like overnight success occurring in hip hop right now because like you know, you meet this person and this person posts it and all this shit starts to happen and boom 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 and all of a sudden you've got this big record and everybody loves it and um, Would you say that's the world you're in is hip hop? Um, I, I don't. I wouldn't say what you're doing. Yeah, is I think the hip-hop. new the new stuff. Yeah, the sure. new stuff is is more alternative leaning, I guess. But like, I guess at the end of the day, I'm a pop songwriter. Like, it's popular music. I know kind of what people like, and I try and help them hear that. So yeah, I'd, I'd call it like alternative pop, I guess, which kind of encompasses a little bit of rapping and a little bit of all shit and yeah. chord progressions and stuff like that. Kind of like you guys, you know, like, sure, you yeah. know, like, like, what would you consider wide? Rap be? rock. Okay, cool. No, Tight. just kidding. I, I, I like that. <laughs> I would think Beastie Boys when I hear rap rock. I yeah, feel like no, that's... I don't know. I don't know what we are, but, but, right. and I feel like it changes, you know, like right. for every sort of album sort of changes a little bit. Yeah, and um, I think that this one is more alty 
and more singer songwritery, and then maybe I'll do more of like an R and B hip hop thing. Yeah, and maybe, you know, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to feel like you're pigeonholed into ever. Anything. But you know what does make you feel like that is the radio thing. I'm sure. Because then all of a sudden you are this kind of artist, and th- their yeah. thumb is on it, and you're like, well, this is it, and you're gonna be in these stations, and this is how you know what I mean. Then every now and then someone like Macklemore comes along, and he's on fucking hip hop radio, pop radio, and alt radio, and you're yeah. like, wait, what happened there? Like that's crazy. It that's what happen. I'm trying to have. Man. Yeah, that's that's a, yeah. That's, definitely a good I would love to have that he had three different records he had same I remember at one point in LA he had same love on 98.7 thrift shop on on kiss and can't hold us on power 106 and I went to all three stations and it was Macklemore different songs on every single station and I was like that's how I want to be yeah I mean that's the dream that's the absolute dream man. yeah except that he has to do three different speaking tours to yeah. or, or uh, radio tours for, yeah totally well what I've learned is all you don't have and, and I think you can knock them out when you're at that level and you've got that many radio records yeah, yeah you're just doing the summer jams and the yeah. big the big shows and yeah. people love it you know and hip hop is kind of pop right now like oh, that's yeah. kind of the genre that is pop definitely so, definitely you know um, it's kind of risky to go alt right now, but I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> What's alt though? I mean, I, I think alt is just like guitar music. I think, I, I think <laughs> to me, like... to me, what you're doing sounds apropos of the moment. I, I think so. I Thanks, think man. you're. I think you're in the zone, man. Like, yeah. And it and it doesn't sound uh, regurgitated. It sounds like you, you know Thanks, your own man. your own unique thing. Yeah. And very, to me, very uh, appropriate for, for Thank the, you so the world much, right man. now. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to have people feel a little bit better. Did you? When did you start writing songs? Like I, so I was a DJ, like I said, until I was like, well, I mean, I, you're never really not a DJ once you're a DJ. You can always kind of do it, but uh, I was DJing regularly till I was like 19 or 20, and then towards the end of college, I started writing songs specifically about the breakup I was going through. Right. And then I. Had so these this were idea. like the first songs you wrote. Yeah. The, yeah. Okay, the first cool. song I ever wrote is what got on GEZ's second album. Oh shit. <laughs> Think about you, yeah. So I, the first song I ever wrote. How did you make that happen? Did you um, already know him? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I was saying, I knew Gerald from growing up, and just like you know, mutual friends, and me and Rosa met through them and everything. And so then I thought, okay, I thought he grew up. I thought he's from the. He's from, from the Bay. Yeah, yeah. But he's older. He's five years older than us. So okay. basically, I'm. So I, it's a long story short. I was doing an internship for this producer. Um, uh, I met that dude Modson, who I mentioned through that. Modson introduced me to this guy named Jamil. Jamil is one of G's managers. Got you. Okay. So, so then that's how I knew that world. And so I was always just like the little homie. And so I would, Jamil heard your shit and was like... No, Jamil just knew I was a good DJ. Okay. I wasn't making okay. music yet. Okay. This is when I was like 17 or 16. Okay. I was young interning. And I started interning when I was like 13. You've been hustling. Yeah, I worked at Jack Johnson's label, Brushfire, for like three months. And like they like so thankfully like let me hang out there and then I worked at for this dude Cisco Adler who's a producer in Malibu who was half of this group called Swayze which I was a huge fan of at the time okay and then that turned into meeting Maude and Jamil and then everything's just kind of been supportive for me since then but anyways yeah so that's how I met Jeezy and them but the the record I wrote so then basically I was finishing up college this is like I just jump cutted like four jump cut like that's five fine. years we like but to jump around at so I was finishing up college I didn't know what I was gonna do started making these songs I made this song called Think About You just like some simple chords and, and this little beat and I had this girl named Quinn over who I had met through this rapper named Buddy and they hopped on the song Quinn with an Enya? Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Have you seen her? well uh, no on your, on your oh music. great yeah. oh cool yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool yeah no so that song we made actually the same week we made Think About You Okay. and then she was in the same social, social circle as me and everything and was actually gonna be she's 
very pretty girl, and she was in she was casted to be in G's music video the next day, and um, she was. Uh, in the studio with them after the video and played him this demo we had made the day before and he's like I need that not knowing it was me and so and we had known each That's other tight. yeah so then he hits me the next day after she told him like oh it's this dude like G Nash or something like you know like we had, me and her just met because we met through Buddy yeah and so uh, so then full circle he calls me and is like yo I need this record like it's this me, is the young yeah Bobby. and I, yeah, exactly exactly and I was like holy fuck this you is so crazy. Me, and that was just the first example of like some universe, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just like boom, it's just like whoa. There's no way to explain it. And so and so then uh, so then I went, I gave him the stems, and like a year later, it was on his record. And then in you know along the, I was like, damn, people really fuck with me and think my shit's tight. So then I I made I finished the first EP, went on tour with Modson. Those kids loved it. Then started working on the second EP, and then um, in the process, so I put. I, actually, the first EP didn't really come out how I wanted it to. It came out and it didn't get the reaction that I was hoping, I guess. Because you make this body of work, you know, you make seven songs and you pine over it for months and you're like, it's perfect and the transitions yeah. are perfect and all this shit. And then you put it out on SoundCloud and it gets like 10,000 plays a song and you're like, whoa, like, I guess nobody really cares. Cool. So I finished up A lot college. of kids would be happy to get 10,000 No, plays I know, but I had, I had had two covers out yeah. and one of them was of this song called Coco by OT Genesis, which was hot at the time, and that shit got like 350,000 okay. streams. So I was yeah. feeling like hot shit on SoundCloud. Right, right. So then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna put this EP out, people are gonna love it, it's all like darker music, whatever, and it all sounds like the Coco thing, and it wasn't like a huge reaction. And now some of those songs are my, my bigger songs that like I still play in the shows and shit. So, um, Sometimes things take time. Take to, the, dude, yeah. every, everything yeah. in my career has taken a minimum of a year and a half for people to, to like understand on. it and catch on. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, your shit is is more is infectious. The more you hear it, yeah, the more it sticks with you. Yeah, I yeah. think I think like, and I'm fortunate that I have people out there who are down to listen more than once. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and keep giving me a couple more shots. Yes, um, I so think then, all, all good music is like that. Like totally, if it's if it, if it's if it catches right on the first go, you know, it, it, it may not have the depth or whatever. Maybe, yeah, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I, I uh, so then I was like kind of down on my luck. I started driving Lyft. Uh, cause Sean was driving Lyft and then I, he got a bonus if I got a, if I got 30 rides in 30 days. Shit. Yeah. You know, the realness. Yeah. And, uh, and so then I did that for a couple days and I was like, mm, I don't want to do this. And so I, not for your boy, man. You're not, no, no, no. I got him the bonus. Oh, okay, good, I got good, him the good, bonus and good. then I was out. I did the 30 the rides. I got three, 30 rides in three days okay. and got him the bonus and I got myself one. That's, that's fast. I know. I was going in for the boy yeah. and, uh. And then we, uh, we, I graduated college, I had this buddy over, we made the song Daydreams, and then I put that out that night. And everybody loved it. And it was only like two minutes. That's how and all the com- is, instant yeah, reactions. All the comments were like, make it longer. Like, this is amazing. And I was like, wait, I took fucking six months on my last EP had all this pressure on it all this shit and I did this one in a day and the art and put it out and people like it more than my whole EP. Yeah. Why don't I keep doing that? Why don't I do so everything? Then, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So then, um, about that time, I had come home from tour, like I said, all the shit. So Olivia and I had just finished up Hate You, Love You. I put a couple verses on it, and that was the next one. And I put that out. People fucking loved it. Then that one started going crazy. Then I was like, ooh, I got a thing here. So the next one I put out, I did this on Feelings Fade. Then I did this on Tell Me It's Okay. And then... And you would put each song out separately? Just... Once a month. Okay. I put a song out for six months straight. Yeah. 
And every single one of those on SoundCloud would drive back to people coming in and seeing Hate You, Love You and yeah. being like, what's this song he has with a million and a half plays? Yep. Click. And then that one started catching on like crazy while I put all these other songs out. I didn't just let that one sit there. That's yep. the big key to the whole thing that I didn't even realize I was doing. Keep keep getting things that are going to get people coming back. Exactly, exactly. So then, so then, um, so then I, I kept putting shit out, and then that became yo what up. That hey. became what we called the me EP. But I yes. saved Hate You Love You because it was a duet. It wasn't because it was some like marketing plan. Right. I just knew that the third it didn't EP make was sense be duet. Uh, artistically for you. Exactly. Yeah. And so then everything kept rolling. We did the park shows. Label started reaching out because Hate You Love You was killing it. And then I I put us together of every single duet demo I had through the whole process and that became the third EP. Sick, um, man. Yeah, so. I like that. See, I like that idea of instant... Instant gratification yeah. was the biggest thing. And instant communication, and too. And that's like, the one thing that I've kind of not lost, but like without SoundCloud, you can't really do anymore. Yeah. Like Spotify, with the label, you have to submit a song three weeks in advance minimum to yep. have it out on the day you want to have it out. So if that's, I say I want it out... That's still instantaneous, it's really. It's pretty instantaneous comparatively to like having to press a vinyl. Dude, shit, think about you know having... I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, we, you know, you finish something... I sometimes finish something, you know, a year or two years before totally. it comes out. Totally. Like, depending on, every, you know, oh, we got to get all our ducks on a row with the press and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's like, so crazy. What? It's like, I'm just trying to, like, say what I want to say to people right now. I always encourage people that are getting started, that don't have, like, label situations or people to listen to or even management or whatever. I always just, I learned this from our friend Andrew, Sean and my friend Andrew. He works in the app world and at Apple and all this cool shit. And in the app world, they have this thing called do it and drop it. Yeah. Because you can always update it later. And on SoundCloud and and on some of the music streaming platforms, you can just change the version if you have the right, like, if you, like especially just on SoundCloud, if you pay for SoundCloud yeah. Pro, you just pop a new version, and yep. if the mix isn't good or whatever. So that I've was had my, to do that with podcasts sometimes when somebody's I like, you. you gotta cut that part out about the new album or yeah. whatever, <laughs> which you may do. We'll, we'll find we'll out. We'll just send it to me, and then we'll talk about <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. But, um... But yeah, no, so it's like you just, I was always like, dude, if it sucks or people don't like it, I'll either take it down or put a new version up. Yeah. And so then that became super comforting and that allowed me to kind of have that stream of consciousness with people and that's what turned into the park shows, that turned into the signing, that turned into, you know. Then I did the deal, Hate You Love You started going, we started doing all the radio promo I was talking about and I kind of had to take this like mental like hiatus to like focus on making that song as big as it could be and then you know you kind of lose touch with what what with what's important so that's why i've taken my own time i've taken you know about a year now of of you know we've put songs out here and there but nothing yeah. like monumental until broken hearts club um not to take anything away from the other songs we put out we're gonna find homes for them on projects at some point but is um, so you'll you so songs that are out there yeah You'll still be like, okay. Well, that's the whole thing that we. Well, did I know with you did that thing. with the EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I'm saying, even in the future, you think you'll grab stuff. Yeah, from... I think, I think, um, in the future, I want to find a home for every single song. It's just like you know, you don't really know where they belong until you kind of get enough of them out. I think I have enough singles out to sum into another EP that, like, because what ended up happening with the me thing that was the coolest part is the day that I was like, okay, I'm gonna put me out. I literally just added one new song, which was called "I Love You So Much." and called it me with new art on SoundCloud. Yeah. And like, it had been six months from the first song. So all these kids were like, or all these people were like, new Nash EP, oh my God. Every single song was out already, already except for one of them. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't know all of them because people had come in since I had started putting it out. So they hadn't gone back and listened to like Daydreams, the first one, or, you know, 
uh, fucking that one song was out or things like that. So they started they started listening to him then, and then the EP was a second wave of all those songs having love. Smart man, this is and smart it was all shit. accidental. Like it. it was all yeah, accidental, yeah. and like I like I it was just kind of happening, and it just all felt right. And I just kind of went with it because I knew that that's what people wanted. Because for whatever reason, it was people were telling me, you know, I'd meet them at meet and greets or I'd meet them at the park shows or whatever, and they would say, you know, you're helping me with your music. You have to keep yeah. doing it. So I kept doing it, and that's why I do it now. Because you know, like I, I don't, I have this five dollar a day thing. Like I don't need a whole lot in life. I just want, I need a banana, coffee, water, somewhere to sleep, somewhere to shower. I'm pretty much good, man. Like, Meaning what? You spend $5 a day? I try to spend no more than 5 bucks a day. And if I do, then, like, I feel weird about it. But, like, for the most part, like, if I really broke down my life, I don't, like, besides, like, rent and everything, I guess I'd always have a homie sofa to sleep on or something. I just have a weird way of looking at life. Like, I don't really care about... I like fun shit. I like yeah. the Gucci shit and the cool cars and the fun, you know. But, like, at the end of the day, what do I really need? Yeah, that's not Not what's much, important. you know? It's yeah. not what's important. What's important is that we make this art... That, that people are helped by, you know, and like, and, and come together over and like, you know, and so that's, that's what it's all about for me, man. When did you start doing the, um, uh, the meditation stuff and the, and the therapist stuff? Yeah, I mean, I've been going to therapy for a couple years now, but, uh, the last Before couple Before all the music stuff started or? No, no, once music stuff started. Okay. I had a therapist when I was a kid, but, yeah. um. But well, yeah. how old were you when that? Uh, like 15 or 16, just were in high school. Were just kid? No, not a disturbed kid by any means, but just, like, I I felt a lot of the times, like, people didn't get me. And, like, the same friends I have now from high school, minus, like, two to three more people that are out there in the world that are still my friends, like, are the ones that are on tour with me. because I would say you you probably operated on too high of a frequency. You know? I would argue similar. Yeah, yeah, I would say say about the same. Yeah, I think we all kind of did, man. Like, I think that... um, you know, John and I invented a class in senior year called music production so we could have some time to ourselves where we could just work on make music. Beats. Yeah, nice. make beats nice. and shit. And then, yeah. like, Sean and I would always jam on the weekends, and people thought it was weird that we made music, but then, like, he had a pop in MySpace. He had, like, 10,000 plays on a song, and that was nice. lit. And, like, you know, MySpace like, music. MySpace music, man. But, yeah, so, like, yeah. Here like, we call. We weren't, we weren't, none of us were disturbed kids by any means. We were, we were really smart, really, really good kids, but I think that we felt super misunderstood and yeah. that's something I've always struggled with is wondering my biggest my biggest issue I'm working on lately is the question of like um, like do people like me do these people not like me am I liked like that's my biggest issue in life is like but, so you feel like the the desire the, the strong desire to be liked yeah and I I, I feel I, that yeah I guess it's 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 gotten I guess you could say worse with success of music because yeah. more people are looking at you therefore more people are judging you and it's like not really any of their business you know what I mean like it's I, I, like I feel like I want to be liked and I want to be good mm-hmm. like I want to feel like yep I'm doing, you want to feel like you're liked for being good at something yeah and doing well not, I don't that's not even what I mean yes for be, yes I want to be liked for for my talents and and you know be which is essentially being liked for being me. Totally. Right? But I also want to want to be good, like do the right thing. Yes, dude. type thing. Like I'm constantly like that. I'm I'm super, And I struggle with it. You me know? too. I'm super Am neurotic I being about it right now. Am I being, you know? Same. And like dude, I'll see like trash and be like, "Fuck, if I don't pick that up, right. put it in the trash can." This is a real thing I deal with every single day. Like uh, then like that won't Come like, to my somebody, neighborhood, dude. Some, <laughs> somebody we, we could use somebody, a guy like you. Somebody will be like, "Man, like you know, like, that guy didn't pick that trash up. Like, yeah. that's Nash, isn't it? Oh, what an asshole. And then, like, fucking, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, so, like, 
yeah, I'm always worried about that shit too, man. Like the like and and in a good way. Like my parents raised me super well, and I'm super thankful. And and yeah, like being liked and being good are the two things that I'm most concerned with. And I've learned lately that like life is better when you say fuck it and you just kind of like. You, you don't just live for you, you know, you live for the people that care about you and yourself and, and the things that directly affect you. Um, but I don't know if I'll ever be able to get rid of the idea that, like, I, I don't know if, yeah, I'll constantly be concerned if people like me or not. Like, I think that's, like, I, I think that, I don't know what amount of success would change that. Like, <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think the success will change yeah, that. I, yeah. I think what will change that is your continual uh, meditation. Yeah, man. And, you know, just, just... And, and just myself. getting older, as you as you as you get older, and and are more comfortable with yourself and know yourself better, I think you'll care less yeah. uh, about how you're liked. But that's that's yeah. a tough thing, and I well, I have that to look. I struggle to. with that too. <laughs> I struggle with it too. Yeah, man. like it, I think anybody in an artistic pers- like, yeah. pr- uh, position probably struggles with it a little bit. Like, Once you start getting applause. Yes. For something that you do, you're like, hey, more it's applause. unnatural, right? It's like yeah. we were talking about this the it other is day. Like, like being able to have a conversation with five thousand people is yeah. not a normal thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. A one way conversation, <laughs> like where it is just... a one way conversation. I- I'll tell you what, man. I-, I, I have a thing like where, um, I, I love, I love music in general, and yeah. I love making music, and I love the platform. Uh, of people listening to what I do and what yeah, I say, too. you know, I think that's wonderful. What weirds me out or feels unnatural and what grosses me out a little bit, but what I desire is the the praise and the adoration. Yeah, it, it's I like like uh, uh, like the ego part of me. The ego part of me wants it, right? But like the the pure part of me feels like uh it's gross and it and it's and yeah. it's like and it's it's not it's 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 based in like capitalist mores yeah yeah i mean you guys hear me talk about this all the time it's this weird balance like yeah. it's what i've always wanted i've always you know i'm the kid in fifth grade that's telling everybody to shut up when i'm gonna play a green day song right because everybody's talking and no one's listening to me you know what i mean like and and because i i want them to hear it and be like that was dope yeah. you know what i mean like yeah Congrats! Because you put I a lot of time that. and energy and effort into totally it. on learning that fucking G to C change, you yes. know, and like, but now it's like I'm, uh, I'm, I, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to have the ego be a part of it, but I know that there is that driving part of that that everybody has an ego, you know, and like you know your ego is not your amigo, as one therapist put it to me. But I at like the end that. of the day, me too. But <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, there is so much of what we do that is driven by that part of our body. Yeah. You know? But it does feel gross and grimy at the same time because you're like, what? But then how I how I categorize that to feel better about it is um, that I know that when I when I'm performing or when people applaud or when they sing along or whatever it is, that's cathartic for them. Yeah. And and that's maybe a memory for them forever. Maybe that's a memory for the week. Whatever it is, like uh, I know that they're clapping for their own reasons, and so like there's that exchange kind of thing. I, I, what I usually say and what I definitely believe is that when I make a song, it's selfish and selfless at the same time because I'm getting something off my chest and at the same time, people are listening to it and saying, hey, 
I feel that and I've never been able to phrase it that way or I feel that and thank you for saying it because I'm not able to and so it's kind of this exchange and then I feel like wait you get it oh I get it too thank you you know what I mean and so absolutely and that yeah. part of it that right. part of it I love and like Me too. And, and, and you're definitely doing a service like yeah. you're de- like, absolutely like you're de- like music feeds people's souls man like yeah, that's like that's the I think the arts is like the greatest service it's, it's like yeah, it's cool. you know I mean it, it's cool to like save people's bodies and and now, obviously, there's that's a huge, fucking wonderful thing that people do. Like we're not taking anything away from whether doctors they're here. Doctors <laughs> or, or you know whatever people, you know, rocket scientists. Right. That's all. all everything's great. But like what what we do <laughs> and what what we're built for. Yeah. Right. This is this is how we came into the world and what we're good for. You know, it's it, it is a serve. Man, you're you're feeding people's souls. I love all that. What what weirds me out is more like the pedestal that that artists yeah. get put on. The, yeah. The like. Because it's it's just based in like what people are how people are told to think yeah. by sort of this this whole like capitalist game. Man. Yeah, like, well then that's dude. It's like you know that's why we try to do stuff like the the park, the park shit, thing. Yeah, because like or like you know we you know I go live on Instagram every night. I know that's not like a big deal, but like I play songs for free and shit because you know not there's plenty of people I'm sure that are either all over the world or in the city I'm in tomorrow that literally just can't go to the show for whatever reason economically yeah. physically whatever and and they have a job whatever it is so we try to i try to like make sure that everybody feels included and everybody you know has a piece of it i don't know where i was going with that no but, that's i think that's um, a, that's that's brilliant man and i mean you know it, that also obviously helps to get the word out and want make people want to go to the shows but yeah but it's the it's the capitalist part of music that I hate. It's weird, because, man. Yeah, but, that's, but, but you also desire it. I desire it. Yeah, you know, of course. Like, I think everybody needs... Like, we, grew up, we grew up in this society. Right, totally. And I think everybody everybody needs to eat dinner and everybody needs... Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think the cool part is that we can do what we love and people fucking... I said that on stage last night. I was like, this is my job. Like, And kids were like, hell yeah. Like, Everybody went crazy. Because it's like, it's so cool that like, you know, that... But then the pedestal thing is weird. Like, the idea that like if I see Drake out, I'm gonna like stop in my tracks and be like, holy right. fuck, I'm gonna get shook. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna yeah. be shook as hell. Like that's Drake, you know. But then he's like, just at home playing Fortnite like all of us, you know. Right. <laughs> like he's just like trying to be the homie and just like chill. Or like Super and Mario Brothers one. Totally, whatever. yeah. Whatever his vibe is. I mean, I think he's Fortnite lately. I've been seeing I don't know. some. I don't know. He's been playing Fortnite on Twitch, which is okay. this thing where people stream playing video is. games. I heard of that. Yeah, it's so funny. He's like on there all the time now playing this game um but yeah like and the the pedestal thing is weird and and i had that most when i when hate you love you was at its peak so far in my career like to a point where like i would walk on this street called larchmont by my parents house in la and like a mom pushing a stroller was like i love your song oh my god but she knew did she know you lived in hell no no she just recognized you yeah shit yeah it was weird Wow. Like and that was that one threw me off because you know like you're in a town where you're playing or whatever we're in Denmark warming up for a Bieber show people are like Nash you know because yeah. you're like on the poster yeah but like in your neighborhood it's That's like weird. weird you know like um, so the pedestal thing is super trippy man but it is I I just don't like it when it gets taken for granted like where like it's like no you came to our city you know yeah. like Rose and I had one of those not to give too much detail but we went to something that meant a lot to her as a child um, an event. And somebody there was like, no, he came here. And we were like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that, like, I want to take pictures right now or whatever. You know, like, I'm always down to take pictures and shit, but don't take it 
for granted. You know, yeah. like, yeah. you're not asking Joe Schmo to take a picture with yeah. you, and we're all here for the same reason, aren't we? You know, right. so, like, yeah, yeah I've that had, shit's I've weird. I've definitely had some weird things like that. I mean, I'm not even very famous, but, like... But people recognize you from time to time, I'm Sometimes sure. they do, and, like, sometimes, you know... If we saw you, we'd be like, holy fuck. Sometimes, <laughs> just just like Eminem said or whatever, you're trying to yeah. you're trying yeah. to eat lunch with your girlfriend, right. or you're trying totally. to you know you're having a serious conversation with somebody, and you know, I I try to oblige anytime I of can course, for too, sure, man. but 100%. like, but there are all those times where it feels inappropriate or somebody like you know, dude, me and Rosa were in a fight at ballet one time, waiting for my car. Yeah. And then, like, we, like, I was, like, I don't want to talk about this right now. It was, like, ending a fight. You know what I mean? We're getting in the car, and this girl that had been standing there for, like, 15 minutes was, like, oh, can I get a picture? Yeah. And had listened you to the whole thing. she heard thing. the whole conversation. Yeah, and it wasn't, like, Shit. a mean fight or whatever. Yeah. It was just, like, she wanted, didn't want to stay. I wanted yeah. whatever it was, you know. That's but, the thing is you got to know that, like, secretly there might be someone that knows who the fuck totally. you are and they're going to get on yeah, the message that's the board whole later. Like th- that's the whole am I liked thing. Yeah. It's, like, I'm constantly, like, can I live a no- can I be normal here? Right. Can I, you know... And that's why spaces like this are so sacred, and that circles back around to like the not getting turned thing. It's like everybody kind of knows, like this is my house. Yeah. When I come on here at night, we got Bonnie Vare playing in the back room, yeah. and I'm going it's to chill. bed. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've been on tours where you've got fucking like you know you come back on the bus and they've got like the doors blasting on eleven, and yep. you're just like, come on, man, this is not the that's vibe. Like that's yeah, bus. really, like, you're just yeah, going like, off all the time. Come back. I not not me, man. That's the thing. Is like <laughs> I'm like you. I'm, 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 but that's being I'm in a band, like a isn't Bonnie it? Vera type guy. Yeah, totally. But like, yeah, my bus is is usually going off in the front lounge. Yeah, most of the time. Wow. At night. And that door is not so very thick, right there. Yeah, my band and my and my, I mean, you know, yeah, or the crew, whatever, just like, you know, jamming, jamming rap music and drinking. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, you, yeah, we had a we had a uh, a bigger crew on the last run, and it was a little rowdy for yeah. us more than we. That's why we strip back on this one. But bit. that's, yeah, I mean, this conversation's come full circle and in, in closing, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're over an hour here, but yeah. It's I, good talk. I feel that, <laughs> yeah. I feel that's, yeah, definitely. I yeah. really appreciate you doing this. Out here, um, of course. I feel that same way as like this, you know, it is my job and I'm not out here to party. I'm out here to, to exactly. do the job and to perform as good as I can and to do that. I need to sleep and I need to relax. Oh, dude, this tour I'm doing. Well, we're, Ethan's been cutting me fresh ginger twice a day. Nice. And I chew through it, which Snort is that tough. Shit. Yeah, start grinding that. Yeah, shit exactly. In a, uh, dude, I would if pestle. I could. I would if I could because it is so good for you. Yeah. And so I do throw coat tea before and after. I do an emergency once a day. Raw ginger, like I said, honey, lemon, like the whole. I'm so on my health shit out here. I'm on these mushroom pills that Kason's got me on. I these heard, immunity pills. So that band, Florist. Yeah was all about those pills really the last four or five days of tour everybody on the bus got the flu oh and they did it. her oh great i'm taking i've taken two and a our day and our what are they called but he's like uh, a freak of my nature community, uh, uh, immune support. yeah immune support right. my community I'm go to mycommunity.com yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 for my yeah. discount code yeah. no yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> full real podcast moment like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you move that to the opening <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well let's 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 close it up. All right, man. man. We're, we're, gonna, yeah. we're gonna do something. Reds game. Uh, maybe a I think we're gonna concert. go. To the, yeah. Uh, we'll see what's what. Shit, uh, is it eight? Oh hell yeah! We might be going to the concert. I think the game's almost over. We'll see what happens. I've been sitting here with Nash. Yeah, man. Uh, Thanks for having me. And Sean. Yeah, Triangle Park. Check and Keezy as well. 
Oh, Kason. Kason. Keezy is a sick nickname, though. Wow. I'll take that. Oh, Ken my God. Keezy. I'm running it. This is Keith and, and Kason. You merged the world. I merged them, like too. It. That's well, that's their what celebrity I couple you. Exactly. That's their celebrity couple name, yep. Keezy. Like Jay Blow. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, and and we're, we're in their tour bus, man. It's a fucking Covington, Kentucky. Yeah, man. Say there bye to the people. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Suck. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash The Wandering Wolf. And become a sponsor. Be a patron. Be an owner of my art. Go over, decide how much you want to donate, and then become part of the conversation because that's where we're moving the conversation after the actual podcast. We can talk about different subjects from the podcast over there, and I will be quite active over there with you guys it'll be like a little uh little hang for the for the folks that listen so we can see sort of who we who the different people are so we can meet each other uh over there that'll be nice patreon.com slash the wandering wolf go to studio.com s-u-d-i-o and get yourself a brand new pair of headphones or earbuds over there and i'm not sure is is earbud is that like a uh an apple patented phrase Uh, i I don't know anyway you know what i mean by that go over there get you some on-ear or in-ear headphones they sound great they got plenty of bluetooth varieties as well as some that that uh that plug in and they are quite affordable go to studio.com s-u-d-i-o.com and as you check out, enter my promo code WANDERINGWOLF for a 15% discount. That is good savings. Okay, you guys, I am going to leave you with a song by Nash. Enjoy and keep wandering. wandering, wandering, wandering. I need emotion over cane. I need a numbing of my brain. I need something. To take away the remains of your name I need amnesia for a day And an umbrella for the rain That hasn't gone away Since you said you didn't need me Lately, been thinking maybe There's a place we won't feel so crazy Then in a hazy mid-morning daydream I found a shady spot that they saved me They said, come be the newest member of the Broken Arts Club We hate every little thing about the people that we love Where the letdown, where the lie to, where the lost go And it finds you, where the lonely make the lonely Feel less lonely and we're dying to invite you to stay And take away the pain Cause misery loves company So hey, what do you say? And at first I wasn't sure If there's even a cure for what I'm feeling Cause what I'm feeling's been feeling more and more absurd The repeating in my head of every last word that you said Feels like ever since you left you still won't leave me And lately, been thinking maybe There might be a place we won't feel so crazy For changing the way you made me And in a daydream, I let them save me 
I'm the newest member of the Broken Hearts Club We hate every little thing about the people that we love Where the letdown, where the lie to, where the lost go when it finds you Where the lonely make the lonely feel less lonely And we're dying to invite you to stay and take away the pain Cause misery loves company, so hey what do you say? I guess if you can't beat them, join them That's what they always say Let's go inside, let's coincide And all commiserate singing We're the newest members of the Broken Hearts Club We still feel pretty lonely and we wish we didn't but we're the newest members of the Broken Hearts Club And we all kinda hate it, but it's easier than love singing We're the newest members of the Broken Hearts Club And we still feel pretty lonely and we wish we didn't, but We're the newest members of the Broken Hearts Club And we all kinda hate it, but it's easier Something like that.